0: Where we're at on the timeline. We're close. The do- Jesus is at the door, I believe. And I one of the I, and that's why I talk about it every week. You'll hear me, even if I'm not preaching, I'm waiting for that trumpet call. It's going to happen. Now, verse 12 but before all this, they will lay hands on you and persecute you. Now persecution hasn't happened a lot in the United States but the most persecution throughout all centuries from Christ from 2,000 years ago has happened in the 20th century and the 21st century. More people have died for Christ in these two centuries with all those other centuries put together. So you take all those centuries put together it doesn't even match how many people have been put to death for Christ in the 20th century and the early part of the 21st century. So persecution is on the rise. It's coming here. It's already starting, but it's going to get worse. Then he says, They will deliver you to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors, and all on account of my name. This will result in you being witnesses to them. But make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves. For I will give you the words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Now, understand, this is during the tribulation period, but we're going to start seeing a rise in this. You're already seeing families pitted against families because of Christianity. In America, I have had family members delete me and block me because I'm a believer and I stand for biblical truth. I've had friends that call themselves Christians that have blocked me from Facebook because when the, the, the same-sex marriage came out and I brought out scripture, said this is wrong. Oh, but God loves everybody, right? And they blocked me on Facebook. Now look, God does love everybody. And he loves them and he wants them to come to salvation, but they're, and, and sin is sin, I get that. But there's certain sins that God takes seriously. He destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah for it. But let me mention some other ones. Gluttony. Drunkenness. Right? Slandering. So you can go on to all those other things too. We got to be careful that we don't focus just on one thing. But you're seeing the increase of these things. Okay, let's go on. I'm going to make this quick. I'm sorry. So why am I apologizing? So anyways. But verse 16, you will be betrayed by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. All men will hate you because of me, but not a hair on your head will perish. By standing firm, you will gain life. He's talking about eternal life. When you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near. At the, you know the, We call that the Armageddon at the end. They're, they're going to come, and they're going to come against Christ And surround Jerusalem. Let me tell you something. There's a biblical prophecy that talks about the Euphrates River drying up. Do you know it's drying up? Um, Technology. You've heard me talk about that. Maybe I just need to put Daniel aside and we do some signs of the times that we're living in. How many of you guys would like that? And we'll point those out in Scripture. What would you say? Daniel talks about prophecy. He talks about the end times. Knowledge will increase rapidly. That's them. right. And all that is in it's in Daniel. So maybe we could do both. I'm, I, we'll see what, how, I, how the Lord takes me in this. But look at verse 20 When you, Okay, verse 21. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. That's when he's speaking of the Antichrist going into the temple, causing the abomination that causes desolation let those in the city get out and let those in the country not enter the city for this is the time of punishment is fulfillment of all that has been written now and then he talks about verse 23 how dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers there will be great distress in the land and wrath against this people they will fall by the sword and will be taken as prisoners to all nations Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles are fulfilled now here's what the interesting thing about this scripture is a lot of scholars believe that this is also speaking of before the tribulation period. So they, and, and there's a lot of debate, they will fall by the sword and will be taken as prisoner to all nations. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Yes. So I personally have always taken that to be talking about AD 70 with Jerusalem because yeah. they missed their time. As Jesus said, they missed their time. Yeah. which will be their time. So it is, has been trampled on ever since AD 70. It has. But let me let me jump on that. Hold your spot here. Go with me to Romans chapter 11. I'm going to hold my spot here so I don't lose it. So look at uh, Romans chapter 11 the apostle Paul the The Gentiles were becoming prideful that they had been grafted into the vine, that they had come into the kingdom. And he starts talking about the Jews and the Gentiles here. Now, look, I want you to uh, start with me in verse 11. He said, again, I asked, did they stumble as to fall beyond recovery? He's talking about the Jews. Did they stumble to a point where God can't recover them? Not at all, rather because of their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make Israel envious. But if their transgression means riches for the world and their loss means riches for Gentiles, how much greater will their fullness bring? I am talking to you Gentiles inasmuch as I am the apostle to the Gentiles. I make much of my ministry in the hope that I may somehow arouse my own people to envy and save some of them. For if their rejection is the reconciliation of the world, what will there be, their acceptance be but life from dead? If the part of the dough offered as fru- first fruits is holy, then the whole batch is holy. If the root is holy, so are the branches. If some of the branches have been broken off, and you, you and I, so you put yourself in there, and you, the wild olive shoot, have been grafted among the others, And now share in the nourishing sap from the olive root. Do not boast over those branches. If you do, consider this. You do not support the root, but the root supports you. You will say, then branches were broken off so that I could be grafted in. Grafted, granted, but they were broken off because of unbelief, and you stand by faith. Do not be arrogant, but be afraid. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. Consider, therefore, the kindness and sternness of God, sternness to those who fell, but kindness to you, provided that you continue in His kindness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. And if they do not persist in unbelief, they will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. After all, if you were cut out of an olive tree that is wild by nature, and contrary to nature were grafted into a cultivated olive tree, how much more readily will these, the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? He's talking about Gentiles and Jews. Now, there's a scripture that talks about the fullness of the Gentiles coming up. Uh, 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 Paul speaks of that, and I've got to find it, and I didn't have a chance to get it tonight. But he talks about there's going to be a time when there's that last Gentile that gets saved. And I think that that's kind of referring to that, too. I don't disagree with you that it could be part of what happened in Masada. Masada was what happened in AD 70. But anyways... I'm sorry I'm going on a little bit tonight, but I want you guys to realize the times that we are, what, living in. All right, just a few more things. Go back to Luke here, and then we're going to close. It says, verse 25, there will be signs in the sun and moon and stars on the earth. Nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. Now, again, during the tribulation period, it's going to be horrible, right? It says a third of the ships will be destroyed. However... This stuff's going to start taking place during the birth pains. Are we seeing that? Yeah. They have done studies of natural disasters in the United States. And I wish I had the PowerPoint. i got to get this stuff together for you. But they show how, in, since they've been taking records, that everything has increased exponentially yeah. worldwide yeah. for pestilence, for earthquakes, for famines. Question. Well, and, and part of that though is be we have the technology that we're hearing about it, right? That's happened forever, right? Since the earth, since the flood, and all that stuff. Yes, and that's where I was going to piggyback on you. That's true. the 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 increase though of these things has increased exponentially. It's I mean, it's just gone up. So you got to look at all this stuff. Um, Then look at this, verse 26. Men will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Now look at verse 27. At that time they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. That's the second coming. This is not the rapture. Now I like this verse. Now look what he says. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is what? Drawing near. Are we beginning to see these things? So when you look in the original Greek, when it says the begin, begin to see these things, it literally means the very touch or very part, little bit, doesn't even have to be big, you're seeing the very, very, very beginning of it. It's kind of like, you know, when I drive home to Colorado, I can barely see the peaks of the mountaintops and I know I'm getting close to the Rockies and I'm going, woo right yeah, we're beginning to see those little peaks. And Jesus says, when, they be, when it begins to take place, stand up, lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Yes. That is exciting. Yes. Now look at this, verse 29. He told them this parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Are we seeing some of these things happening? Okay, I tell you the truth. Now, here's our verse. I tell you the truth. This generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never, never pass away. So be careful Or your hearts will be weighed down with dissipation, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life, and and that day will close on you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come on all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape. I love that. All that is about to happen, that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. Did you hear that? How do we escape? That's why we're called escape artists, right? People that believe in the pre-tribulation, People call us, "Oh, you're just those people that you want to escape all this." Well, Jesus just said, "Pray that you what, escape all of this." So I bring all this stuff up tonight. I wanted to do some questions tonight to answer. Did, I, did were those good answers to your questions that you had? Does anybody else have one more any more questions before we close? I'm okay with it. Anybody? Everybody's like, "Yeah, Pastor, can we go home now?" <laughs> um. I want to look at some of these things. You know, I'm going to be praying about this because this has been on my heart lately, especially what's going on with Israel right now. Um, We really got to be ready. And it's it's interesting how many of the churches do not preach on prophecy anymore. 28% of the Bible is prophecy. They even rounded up to 30%. So if you're not teaching on Bible prophecy, then you're not teaching the whole sound word So we need to know the times we're living in. What's the scripture say? They will not put up with sound doctrine, but they will go where their itching or tickling ears want to go. I'm not picking on any one ministry. Understand that. But I'm going to say this. There's some ministries I sit there and go, the ones that are like, have 50,000, 60,000 people in them. And the messages that I hear don't sound like sound doctrine to me. I'm not picking on one individual. It sounds like motivational speaking. How is that preparing us for the times that we're in? So we need to be prepared. Time's short, and I'll be praying about this. I love Daniel, but it's just been on my heart. I've been really thinking about, I did a series on the signs of the times. One thing that, can I share one more real quick before we go? How many of you guys know of uh, Gog out of the land of Magog? Right? There's going to there's gonna be, in Ezekiel 38, 39, how many of you guys know that in the Bible? They have translated it, and most people believe that Gog is a leader out of Lamagog. It talks about Rosh, right? The word Rosh is translated from the word Russian. It, it's translated, they were known as the people of Rosh, the Russian people. It talks about an alliance of all these nations. As you know for the first time in history, all those nations are aligned? Iran. Iran is actually biblically known as Persia and just changed their name recently in the 20th century. Turkey. Yeah, Tagorma. Yeah. Um, I'll go through some of those names when we get into it. And then you got Russia. And then you got Sudan and Put and Kush, you got Ethiopia, India. You, I mean Libya, not India. I meant Libya. You got all these nations, and right now they're all in cahoots. They're all in alliance together. They've never ever been in alliance. In fact, Turkey had never gotten along with Iran or with Russia, and now all of a sudden they're buddies. So guys. And it talks about they're going to come down from spoil. They're going to come down and go, oh, we need what Israel has. Do you know Israel just found the largest gas reserves in the world? And guess what they're fighting over? And now that Russia's cut off Europe, guess who's supplying gas to Europe? Israel. Do you see how all this is playing out? Uh What would you say? Yes, and that is in Scripture. Yes. And we're going to look at, that. that's right. In, now, it says that Jerusalem will become a, 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 a cup of trembling to the world. They'll try to move its found boundaries. What's well, happening? Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's Scripture. Yeah, yeah, Paul talks about it. They'll be saying, peace and security. The UN slogan is peace and security. They've been saying, you, I can give you clip after clip. And what are they trying to do? They're trying to move Jerusalem's boundary, right? Two-state solution. They'll get drunk like over wine over it. And then they'll be talking about peace and security. In fact, when Jared Kushner was there to do the Abrahamic Accords, he had a thing that said peace and security right out of the Bible. And you're going, do they even read their Bibles? So we are living in the last days. And this is where we need to tell people, hey, why aren't you in church? Right? Jesus says, when I come back, well, I find faith on earth. Go ahead. Ask a question. I've been seeing the real outpouring of the Holy Spirit in places where they're having big meetings. I mean, thousands and thousands of people, in the Spirit of God moving in on them. And I know He's, he's gathering the last in gathering in now. Yeah. All over this world, and if your if your eyes are open and you're looking for things, and uh, you you see you see this happening, and I'm excited about that. Well, I'm excited about it. I think both can happen. I think there's going to be a apostasy, but I think there's going to be people coming into the kingdom. I really do. So, how many, I, I want your honest opinion tonight. When we go out the door, let me know how you feel about this. I, I want to do Daniel, but I just, it's just been on my heart to share these things as your pastor because we're living in those times. All right, let's pray. Father. I don't want to be so inconsistent that I'm driving everybody nuts going from one thing to the next. But Lord, we know that you're coming back soon and we need to be prepared. You said to be ready. And we need to get others ready. We need to occupy until you come. We need to know the word, be taught the word so we know that we're seeing the seasons that we're living in that we're the as as our superintendent said the other night, the finish line is just ahead. That it's coming. And we need to be about the Father's business. I pray, Father, you will just give us insight this week, insight into your word that we'd be good Bereans and go home and study the scripture for ourselves. I pray that you'd keep everybody safe this week, especially with the flooding. I pray that people, you'll keep their homes from flooding, and and you can do that, Lord. Um, And I just pray for just a blessing of a week for everybody. Uh, Come against sickness and and all those things, the, the bugs that are going around, and I pray for your blessing tonight in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. All right, thank you for being here tonight.